Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, xzone at xzonetv.com. And if you'd like to submit a question for our guests, or if you have a suggestion for a guest, or if you'd just like to communicate with us, you can go to xzonetv.com forward slash questions my guest this hour is a gentleman I've had the pleasure of having on the Exxon Radio Show many times. Dr. Joseph Mara is his name. He is in Clayton, New Mexico. Now, Dr. Mara is a, uh, a gentleman who combines both Western and New Age healing to better his clients. But not only does he have degrees, uh, he has a bachelor's degree, he has a master's degree, he has taken courses in hypnosis, Reiki, energy healing, all to be used in a new way to help people. Because we've seen in the past that sometimes traditional medicine doesn't work, sometimes Eastern medicine doesn't work, but when you combine them, you have a winning combination. Now, Dr. Mara not only deals in health, new age health, but he also has had experiences with UFOs, ghost sightings, psychic readings, and other events in the paranormal. Tonight, uh, I'd like to talk to Dr. Mara about the Phoenix Lights. And joining me from his home and office in Clayton, New Mexico, is Dr. Joe Mara. And Joe, welcome back to the Exxon. Great seeing you. Hey, it's great to see you again, Rob. Tell me, Joe, uh, the Phoenix Lights. Let's go back to, I believe it was going back to March the 13th of uh, 1997. Over 300 miles, Phoenix, Sonora. People saw in the skies what the military is just saying were flares. And yet, thousands upon thousands of witnesses, like yourself, say it was something else. Take me back to 1997, March 13th. Well, uh, first of all, uh, the history that I'm aware of is uh, uh, what you're talking about. But Dr. Uh, Lynn Kitai, mm -hmm. who uh, she filmed them and actually put it, um, uh, created a book. And uh, I've spoken with her at uh, various move-on conferences that we both were speaking at. And what you're looking at there, what I sent you, was a couple years ahead. So... It wasn't just a one incident uh, event. I mean, that might have been the first one that made it famous with mm -hmm. the book. But that is fast forward. Uh, and I believe it's uh, I'd have to look now because this is a couple years ago. I think it was um, the fall of 2010, I believe it was. But I'd have to I have to look. It's been a few years. Sure. And so uh, basically, because my friend Terry, who um, um She's a deep channel, a psychic, a medium, if you want to call her that. Um, she was my friend, and we would travel around uh, the country and 
kind of doing some ghost busting and checking out these things, the, the UFOs. And, you know, because I was trained in science, uh, my associate, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, they're all in science. And so, of course, you know, there's uh, the scientific method that, you know, you, you try to, to look at something and you control for all the variables and then you try to reproduce it. And so some of these things just are, are so out there that I wanted to experience them myself. And so once I found out about the Phoenix Lights, and um, by chance, I, uh, I came upon uh, a person, uh, her name is uh, Cynthia Crawford, and she's the ET sculptor. And so uh, she is uh, allegedly being contacted by various alien ETs, and so she sculpts what they look like. And so, of course, I'm curious, and I'm like, I wonder if this is for real or mm -hmm. what? And it just so happened that she lived in Phoenix. Uh, and so we traveled out there. We stayed at her house, and my friend Terry happened to be walking by this bay window that faced Phoenix. And she goes, oh, my God, there they are. And I ran over, and I grabbed my camcorder because that's exactly why we went. We were hoping by chance that we would catch something, and there they were. It was, I mean, serendipity i don't know whatever you want to call it but there they were and so as you can see from the footage it's only like a minute and 45 47 seconds or something but i ran out there and i, I captured these uh, phoenix lights now isn't the barry goldwater uh, testing range not very far from phoenix and this is what the military was saying going back to 1993 that this was an a-10 warthog um, training mission and that what people saw as the phoenix lights were nothing but flares you know what's interesting about that is the uh, the governor at that particular time came out and made a mockery of the whole thing, yep. and then later came back uh, after he was out of office and said that he was not not only aware of it, but he was a witness of them as well. And so they can make these claims, but you know when you do the research, and and again I'm not telling you what they are or what they're not. Right. I'm just telling you I caught something on camera. It was un unidentifiable to me, mm -hmm. and they didn't look like flares. They didn't be. They weren't flickering like. Uh, an amber and smoke and and various they just hung right there and they started out with five and then it ended up being like you know they started phasing in and out different colors they were strobing different colors right and then all of a sudden they just started fading out and i tried to focus in on one of them and i was so excited that i was just shaking and it wasn't that i was scared in fact i was so so excited about the whole thing all right joe what we're going to do is we're going to let you settle down because i can see this is getting you excited and we're going to take a commercial <laughs> break exxon nation dr joe meyer is my special guest a guiding light.com that's a guiding lite.com we'll be back don't go away Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Joe Mara is my special guest, www.aguidinglight.com. That's a guiding lite.com. Dr. Mara joins us on Skype from Clayton, New Mexico. Joe, before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about the Phoenix Lights going back to March 13th, 1997. But people say the lights have often appeared in that area going back to 2007 and 2008. The governor at the time, Symington, uh, made it like a joke. He even brought an extraterrestrial uh, costumed person to a press conference. After he's out of office, he changes his story. Joe, in your opinion, after investigating it as a scientist and going to many MUFON meetings, and we've had uh, Lynn Kitai on the show many times as well, what do you think 
the 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 lights were or the lights still are are they extraterrestrials or is it the military you know uh in today's day and age because we all know that our military is at least 100 years in uh, advancement to our current technology that the general population knows of mm -hmm. it's possible that it could be military so I don't get that feeling though in that moment and all the research that I've done over the years. Uh, I, I get a sense that it's uh, not from this world and all the testimonies all over the planet um, that are, uh, you know, people are coming out and in the past you would get ridiculed for this mm -hmm. and you know, I've, I've had that myself. Um, and so as a professional, when you stay in the profession that you're at and you bring these things up, um, sometimes you're ridiculed, but you know, more surprisingly over the past, uh, several years, more and more people are open to it because they've had their own experiences and they come it, you know, as soon as you open up, they're like, Oh wow, I haven't been able to tell anybody this, but I've had my own experience. And so, you know, to answer your question, is it possible that it's military in today's day and age? It could be, mm -hmm. but that doesn't explain all the wall paintings and things from thousands of years ago that, um, depict these flying objects in the sky before at least known that we know that man took flight. So but, I don't know. But if it's, if it is an extraterrestrial craft, why did it happen at night? Why didn't it happen during the day? Why haven't this Phoenix lights been seen in daylight? If in fact the ETs are using this as a, as an approach to, to earth from wherever they're from. I think the the uh, general census would be, and this is coming from all of my research and just, mm -hmm. you know, I really think it's to, um, it's slowly introducing themselves because a lot of people are fearful of the potential for a hostile race that would come here and, and enslave us or eat us or mm -hmm. whatever the thought is. I mean, it's on, on these movies uh, all the time where uh, the the extraterrestrials aren't good guys. They're um, malevolent instead of malevolent. And so I think that it's a matter of uh, a slow introduction to them. That's my own personal opinion. All right. But if, in fact, this is their way of getting Earth used to their appearances and used to their presence, and you said earlier that there had been wall paintings and uh, carvings pre from prehistoric times about these things in the sky, how long is it going to take for them to finally make their move? Wouldn't it be a lot easier just to just to land, say we're here, bang, mm -hmm. get it over with, in, instead of this thousands of years of of guys were coming, guys were coming, guys were coming. I think it has something to do with the um, um, the non-interference until people are ready. And so, what that means, I don't know. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, in Star Trek which a lot of the things that, that we would see back in those days looked like they were futuristic. And now we're seeing these, the flip phones and then the iPads and all those types of things are coming to pass right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of truth within the, the Star Trek uh, series. And I think there is a non-interference to uh, the civilization reaches a particular technology and the, a certain consciousness. And I also think that there are is, and this gets into conspiracy theory, but it all intertwines. I think that there's a controlling faction on this planet that probably prevents some of this stuff. And so, I mean, again, there's 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 not really concrete hard evidence to uh, prove this, physical evidence. Um, and so it's really hard to really go out on a limb here and answer that question. 
You know what I'm saying? In your experience, Joe, have you heard of any reason or have you spoken to people who come up with a hypothesis based on fact that these aliens actually pose a threat to Earth? Um, again, this is a big story. Um, I don't think so. The ones that we're seeing now in the sky, I mm -hmm. think they are benevolent. I think they are star brothers and sisters. I think that they've seeded this planet. I think that, uh, um, you know, you look at our evolution. I mean, if you just go through science and we had this leap of evolution and we went through uh, Neanderthal to the current human and there's that missing link right there. Well, what happened? How we still don't understand, but yet, you know, you look at in the, some of the Bible and they talk about the Nephilim and they're talking about the Anunnaki and some other texts in the Sumerians, the ancient Sumerians. And, and, and we're going to so be talking more about the Bible, UFOs, and much more when we return on the other side of this break here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Are you a believer or are you a skeptic? Are the aliens here? Have they been coming to Earth for thousands of years? Are the angels and the watchers of biblical times extraterrestrials or gods? Or are extraterrestrials the gods? Joining me now from Clayton, New Mexico is Dr. Joe Mara. His website is www.aguidinglight.com. That's a guiding L-I-T-E. Dot com. First of all, Joe, always great talking to you, my friend. We were talking about biblical times, the watchers, angels, how prehistoric caving, cave paintings have depicted things in the sky. We know that in the Egyptian hieroglyphics, they also point to something in the sky. Many people believe that the three pyramids are in line with the belt of Orion. Once again, coming down to the ET connection. If, in fact, Joe, there is the ET connection, why would, in your opinion, as a scientist, there be a conspiracy? Why the cover-up? Why not just say, we know they're out there, there's no evidence to support the fact that they are hostile? They're here. Let's welcome them. Well, again, this comes back to the conspiracy theory I, was, I alluded to a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. And I really think that if... Um, we don't think there's any life out there besides ourselves. We think we're special. And so if there are uh, intelligent uh, beings somewhere else, how did they get here? Mm -hmm. And if they're so far away, these light years away, that our Hubble telescope is now finding all these new planets that are um, suggestive of being like Earth and there could possibly be habitable or that's habitable for life, how did they get here if it's light years away? And so then all of a sudden you look into their propulsion system and you're like, hmm, so they have a free energy technology that we could uh, adapt to our homes, our vehicles, our buses, our trains, planes, all that stuff. So if there is a if there mm -hmm. is a controlling faction on the planet, and the we we rely on oil, and we all know we're addicted to oil with all our vehicles, our right. transportation, everything. I mean, right there would tell you right away why it doesn't come out. And again, it comes back to that free will of humanity where the the ETs or mm -hmm. our star brothers can't step in. If there is a conspiracy, Joe, 
And, you know, I sit on the fence because to me there hasn't been that all-conclusive smoking gun that there is a conspiracy. A couple of months ago we had WikiLeaks. We've had Edward Snowden who, who went from his place to China to Russia. Thousands and thousands of pages of, of very sensitive material was put on the Internet. If, in fact, there is a conspiracy, wouldn't it be to the advantage of a hostile country to get this information and to blow it skywide to, to totally ruin the credibility of the United States, Canada, and all the other partners who are saying at this time, there is no UFO phenomenon. It's just, it, they're not real. You know, it, it, there's no conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And so it comes back to the disinformation. Mm -hmm. Because even though I would see something like this, I have it on footage. We have other people that saw the same thing at the same time mm -hmm. to corroborate the story. There are those that are out there to muddy the water to say that, oh, no, this was a flare. And so without the factual evidence of what this truly was, how can you prove or disprove? It's muddying the water. And so I don't think unless – and people rely on the media so much so that uh, unless somebody comes out for the masses like the president of mm -hmm. the United States or President Putin or somebody like that to come out and say, okay, look, yes, we, we in fact have been visited, and these are the reasons why we haven't disclosed it to people, and let's get on with it. Is so it, aside from that, I agree with you. Is it possible that it's the UFO community who's keeping the conspiracy alive to keep people in their little club, so to speak? I guess. I guess it's so. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've spoken at many of the MUFON conferences. Um, I don't feel like I'm in a club. I just feel like I've seen something that yeah. other, a lot of people haven't seen. And I'm just putting it out there. I mean, I'm not getting paid to come on air. I'm not out for fame or fortune. I have, you know, a, a lucrative uh, practice sure. myself. So, you know, why would I go out and do that? And, I, and so when I personally am not doing it, then I can also see other people just trying to get this information out there and saying, look, what is this stuff? We're not crazy. So what is it? But over the years doing the Exxon, Joe, I've seen a lot of people who are in it just for their 15 sure. minutes of fame, whether it be people claiming to be abducted by aliens or have alien implants or to have had contact, close encounters. Sure. It, 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 it seems, especially now with the Internet, where anybody can get a website up, anybody can put a video up, there's a lot of disinformation being put to the public from the UFO community or those who are who are actively involved in the UFO community. So, you know, it makes not only the public wonder, but it also makes mainstream media wonder. Joe, you and I have to take our final break. When I come back from the other side of this break, Dr. Joseph Mara, who is in Clayton, New Mexico, will be back with me as we wrap up this edition of the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For further information or to contact Dr. Joe, visit his website at www aguidinglight.com that's www.aguidinglite.com we'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away
Dr. Joe Mayer is my special guest this hour here in the Exxon. His website is www.aguidinglight.com. That's www.aguidinglight.com. First of all, Joe, always great having you on the Exxon, whether it's in the radio studios or here in the TV studios. I must tell you something, Joe. I respect you. I respect your work. I respect the way that that you investigate the various phenomena that you do. Why do you do it, Joe? Uh, curiosity. Because I've always wondered, since I was a little kid, there's got to be more out mm-hmm. there. And so you have all these people that not only that you talk to in a day-to-day, uh, in your day-to-day life, but in my practice, I have patients that come in and tell me various stories. And so when I hear about them, it... it um, it sparks that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I want to investigate. I want to see it for myself. I want to experience it. Joe, is there a common thread between the patients who have these experiences? Is there something that connects all these people together besides the experience itself? Mm, boy, it depends on which experience. I've had mm-hmm. patients that have had uh, near-death experiences. I've had them that had uh, ET contact and on and on and on. And so the one thing that would uh, connect everyone on the planet would be a love vibration. And so it seems to me that when people have these higher experiences um, and, or otherworldly experiences, like a near-death experience, right. when they come back, they're a changed person. And so you can see it in their demeanor, their mm-hmm. behavior, their uh, understanding, their abilities, different things that they come back with that they couldn't do before. And it it has to do with um, what I think, what I believe is thought becomes reality. And so if you are programmed from birth on to believe that you can't do something, of course you're not going to go do it because you don't think you can. And so some of those uh, barriers are lifted when people come back. I see that a lot. When you go out and you do your presentations at MUFON conferences or any of the other um symposiums and exhibitions that are geared towards ETs and UFOs. What is the number one question that you're asked? Oh, boy. Um, A a lot of times I'm asked, like, what did I feel in the moment? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people that have these experiences, not only do you see or witness what, but you also have a feeling. It's almost, and I'm just going to put it into our human words, like telepathic feeling or energy vibration of love. And that's what I felt in the moment when not only I captured this, but other experiences that I've had. It's just this higher loving vibration. How many experiences have you had, Joe? And when did they start? You know, and this is why I don't know the date of this is because there's so many things that have happened to me over my life. And people would say, well, oh my gosh, this is a a, a monumental Mm -hmm. event. You mean he can't remember the exact date? And it's because I've had so many. I mean, I've gone to the East Eddy Ranch. I've gone to Phoenix, Arizona. I've been to Gettysburg and, and all these experiences that I've had. I mean, several. I, I couldn't even count. Which one stands out above all? Hmm, boy. I would have to say the East Eddy Ranch was the most uh, profound. That's with me. James Gilliland. Yes. Yeah. And, and because there were so many people seeing the same thing at the same time, that, and the vibration and the feeling that you get when, and the only, the, the closest I can describe it is, uh, of course, I'm from uh, Pennsylvania, and I yeah. went to a Pittsburgh Steelers game, and that 
energy that people have if, if you're uh, open to feeling it, you're an empathic. You right. feel this excitement, this energy of everybody in the moment. And so it was similar to that, but it's just magnify that by a hundred. That's what it feels like. Joe, what would you tell anyone who's listening around the world right now if they've had an experience and they feel that they have to hold it inside because nobody's going to believe them within the next 30 seconds because we're getting close to the end of the show, what advice do you have for them? Um, I would say, you know, be discernful of who you do tell. Mm -hmm. And if you see people like myself out there talking about it, contact them because I get emails all the time and people just want to vent and say, am I crazy or, or what is this? What do you think this is? And so that would be my suggestion. And I'm sure that if the air was cleared of whether or not, in fact, E.T. is real or E.T. is not real, it would be a welcoming thought and a welcoming way of people who have had these experiences trying to make sense of what, in fact, they did or did not see. Exactly. Dr. Joe Mara, always great talking to you, my friend. Let our listeners know how they can contact you, Joe. Uh, you can contact me at my website at www.aguidinglight.com. It's that simple. Once again, Joe, thanks lots. Exxon Nation, Dr. Joe Mara has been my guest this uh, segment of the Exxon TV show. His website, once again, is www.aguidinglight.com. That's aguidinglite.com. If you're a believer or if you're a skeptic, Send me your emails. I'd love to hear what you think. Xzone at xzonetv.com. Join us next week as once again we investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and all topics in between. And always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. So long, everyone.